What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. And this week, we are at a very special location. We're at JLC Live in Providence, Rhode Island, and we have a very special guest. We have Mr. Zachary Detmore from just a lot of things that we're going to get into. Yeah, he's, he's from many things now. He's not just yes. from one thing. So uh, we're super excited to have him on the show and uh, dive into some just some fun stuff. You excited? C- can, I, can I talk now? Yes. It is oh, now. Oh, we, we, <laughs> we encourage it. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Episode hey, begins. Hey, hey everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I will be here with you for the rest of the episode. Yes. It is going to be all three of us chatting with our audience together. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty excited about it Me because uh, I guess we've, uh, we've sort of known each other for a couple years, uh, both from New Jersey both on the Instagrams, yep. you know. Ran into each other. I think we met at Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, I think that right. was the first time. Why do we have to leave the state to hang out? I don't know. I hate Because we're both hustling <laughs> like crazy when we're in yeah. Jersey. That's it. That's true. That's very true. And, um, yeah, it was it was cool to run into you here. I wasn't I didn't know that you were going to be coming up here, but then I saw your story. So had to get you on the podcast. And uh, why don't an you... an honor. S- yeah. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you start by just... Uh, you know, letting people know, if people don't know who you are, um, they should. Over 90,000 followers on Instagram, pretty big time. Yeah, I would, I'm would. i I'm pretty big, especially in my household. Yeah. Pretty household name there. I'm like probably the <laughs> biggest um, influencer in my household as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not like, a yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, uh, I've been wanting to be in the trade since I was eight. And I was homeschooled, so I was able to get start working in the trades at 13 and did that to till now pretty much started a business around 17 so you started in the trades at you got your first job at 13 yeah was that like a uh it was like a homeschool work program (laughs) (laughs) it was uh i would call it child labor is what it was yeah but um it was a friend of ours who, um, whose uncle owned a construction company, and he was like, oh, yeah, you can come here and shovel some mulch. And then it was like, yeah. help me put this fence in and sweep floors and, you know, the basics, the very basics. I wasn't allowed to paint. I wasn't allowed <laughs> yeah. to, like, I was a, just a, an just $8 a, a an hour guy. Yeah. That's a good wage when you're 13. It wasn't bad. I mean, I've, That's really I... Dollars? Uh, I bought my first That's house at uh, 17. So yeah. that, <laughs> Dang. I did all right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It, the the irony there was the year was uh, 2006. Not a great time to buy real estate. Mm. <laughs> well, if you're 17 and you could afford a house in 2006, that's amazing. So you were doing pretty good. I was. And yeah. I haven't been doing that well since. <laughs> but maybe I'll pick up some tips yeah. from you. Oh, and yeah. We will be we're just going to be throwing them out like crazy. Yeah. So I heard get your notebook out. I heard this is a financial <laughs> Yeah. Uh, podcast. So, yeah, I, I run a construction company now. I, I focused on remodeling um, kitchens and baths the last, I don't know, three, four years. Yeah. And now I I was trying to make that business more efficient, more efficient, more efficient. And I'm sort of realizing it's really difficult to do make a business efficient the way I was running the business, which was self-performing. Yeah. Uh, everything right through paint. Yeah. So I sort of... 
uh, taking a step back from that business, focusing on a cabinet installation company, and then doing the remodels as a PM yeah. and performing the work that we're good at. But we're mostly that company is mostly management now. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because a couple things. Um, I want to touch on like just the fact that you started so young in the trades, like even though you weren't necessarily on the tools, like you're not, you know, installing cabinets at 13, but I think there's so much value that can be gained from just being around it. Um, that's kind of how I was, I grew up. My dad owned a construction company and I would work with them in the summers and, you know, after school or whatever, I was never like, I was cleaning up trash or yeah. whatever, not anything technical whatsoever, but I realized later on, like when I started my business, I didn't learn like a lot of, you know, specific skills from working with him because I was mostly just like a laborer, but just being around the process was really valuable uh, later on. You know, you, you don't realize all the little things that you pick up when, you know, you're just on the job site. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a great time to learn the value of hard work. Yeah. And that's, that is a skill in its own is going out and working for eight hours a day. Yeah. Or being the hardest person working in the room, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's yeah. like, I think that's half the job is just working hard. Yeah. And the skills are, I mean, you can lose the skills pretty quick if you're not working all the time. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's something that you hear more and more now, like when people are having trouble hiring people, it's, they're not so much worried about hiring somebody with skills. It's all about somebody that's going to work hard and have the right attitude and all that. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that's, yeah, that's a, a yeah. huge one. Yeah. That's so a whole topic you, there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted to get in the trades when you were eight. What, why? What, what, eight, what was your little eight-year-old brain thinking? I, I don't know. Honestly, I think I've, I've always been the type of person that took things apart and mm -hmm. then learned through that experience of disassembling something and putting it back together. Um, that's how I learned. Yeah, and I don't. I can't read a book uh, particularly well and get information that way. I can't, you know, watch something visually and mm -hmm. understand how it works. I really need to get in there and touch it and feel it and be and learn um, kinesthetically. If that's a word. So I think it is, and that's a big word, right? I'm proud of you, especially for someone like me who's a kinesthetic yeah. learner using that yeah. word. It's impressive. You've undervalued yourself. So, so uh, I don't know why, but but we we had this like homeschooling class, and and you were supposed to write down goals, and it was like I wanted to own my own business by twenty, and I wanted to uh, build a house by uh, such and such age, and I wanted to be a millionaire by such and such age. I haven't built a house and I'm not a millionaire, <laughs> but, but the, I am good at setting goals. Yeah. 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 Well, one thing that we, cause we did have an episode on setting goals. An important thing about setting goals is, um, you know, tracking them, keeping yourself accountable, but also mm. being flexible right. and realizing that, you know, this isn't necessarily my goal anymore and that's okay. Right. You're not just giving up on it cause it's hard. You just, Hey, that's not Sometimes as important. Goals move. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be flexible. Pivot. Yeah. We pivot a lot. We're constantly <laughs> pivoting. And that's that's what you have to do. That's what keeps you alive these days, I think. Exactly. Is, I agree. Is in our relationships, so yeah. much changes. So, uh, yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. like the trades a lot. I don't know why I knew. <laughs> did it, you have family in the trades or did you? No, no. No. My parents are pretty well educated. So they didn't really see that for me. Um, I went to college pretty much just to sort of. 
appease my parents. That was sort of what it was expected of me. Mm-hmm. And sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> I I'm glad I did because I learned things in college that my that sort of showed me different viewpoints, m- mm-hmm. more from a psychological standpoint. That that made me a more rounded person. But uh, aside from that. Uh, it, I didn't get a lot of value from my college education, but luckily it was free. So that was, that was good. Cause my mom, my mom was a professor. So it wasn't like nice. just nice. burning yeah. up college debt while I did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I always wanted to do it and I had a lot of shame about it, you know, over the years of uh, being just a carpenter or whether I was ever going to sort of have a real job. And I still, I still struggle with that. Like, like I've got an injury right now and I'm, I'm, I'm like, Oh, you know, I guess it's time for you to hang up. The tools. <laughs> and I'm like, if you were standing at a desk for the last 20 years, you'd be jacked up. Yeah. In different ways. So, um, <laughs> just always been interested in it. <laughs> Something else that I think is really interesting. Like you're talking about, um, you know, doing mostly kitchens, kitchens and, and baths, I guess. Yeah. too. And that's, that seems like a, a pretty typical like specialization, but when you really break it down, like those two things have so much involved in them that it's almost like, it's almost not a specialization because like if you're going all the way to finish and paint, like there's so much involved in that. There's framing, there's drywall, there's cabinetry, there's tile, there's trim work, there's paint, there's, yeah. you know, plus orchestrating electric, plumbing, all of that kind of stuff. And you know, it's kind of like all of the things of construction packed into one room, the right. most important room in somebody's house that gets used all the time. That's inconveniencing them more than anything <laughs> when it's not usable. So I think it's like, it's, it's it really, complex. Yeah. It's super <laughs> yeah. complex. So, um, do you want to talk about kind of what you're, what you're trying to transition into? Because I think it's really interesting as, I've always said you need to specialize like this day and age, like you need to have a specialization because there's so many people out there doing it. And if you're trying to do a little bit of everything, it's going to be really hard to like really grow your business. So I'd love to hear more about, you know, this new business that you're trying to transition into because um, it's almost like a, a hyper specialization. It sounds like. Yeah. So you're you're 100 right about the kitchens and bathrooms. I I decided a couple of years ago I was going to walk away from. I thought you said sort the, of. Uh, you're 100 right about the kids in the bathrooms. Oh oh. <laughs> and I was like, what kids in the bathrooms? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Proceed. I always wanted to specialize, but I think I also have that mindset where I I like to make my life a little bit more complicated every day. Uh, <laughs> but the I I got the kitchens and bathrooms to a point where I was I was pretty efficient. I was pretty yeah. good. We were profitable. Uh, my employees were very competent. Uh, I had it, I had it good, but not great. Meaning I could never remove myself for, from the job for very long. And it's because of what you're saying, you know, we do a very contemporary kitchen in a house built in 1980. We do a very traditional kitchen in a house built in 1890. Yeah. And some of them are on the side of a mountain. Some of them are in a high rise. Some of them, <laughs> uh, are, you know, uh, a ranch and it, that I w- I'm always trying to get things to a really efficient level so so that I'm able to pay my employees very well and, and keep my prices low that I don't have to be the, the highest bidder on every job yeah. because I'm always afraid of you know, the market crashing, how am I going to keep the business alive? Um, and I just, I've been trying and trying my whole career to do that in the renovation business. And it's, it's, 
incredibly difficult. And what I'm realizing is I can specialize and be a manager and be an incredibly good manager. And if the plumber decides to do something his way one time and this plumber does it differently that time, like I can't control every single fitting and screw that goes into this project, but I can manage the project and do that. Or, um, or I could pick out part of that project and specialize in it. And for me, that was cabinet install because I always liked it. I was always pretty good at it. Yeah. And um, when you do, you know, high-end cabinet packages, you need to be a little bit uh, better than, say, a finished carpenter would be where the expectation is just, like, throw in a house full of trim. Yeah. Um, so what I'm trying to do with the cabinet business is, uh, if you're familiar with lean, basically lean out the business. So yeah. make it as efficient as possible um and and take out the guesswork so there's there's a process for everything and how far can i take it yeah mm-hmm. so i the last two months that's what i've been doing i ripped out everything in my van every tool that wasn't um you know essential for install is gone and yeah. now we have you know two sets of everything and we have a saw inside and we have everything we need ostensibly obviously i'm going to improve on it but, yeah um you know we've limited down to the fasteners we need and there's uh, automatic inventory checks and, and yeah. I, I want to see how far I can take it to the fact where I, instead of in the remodeling company it would usually take me uh, six to 15 months before I turn a profit on a new employee yeah because it would take them that long to get a chance to tile and put a fence in and dig a hole and yep. spackle and be nice to the client <laughs> and you know figure out how to reset their wire their wi-fi when it goes out at 3 a.m in a living yeah. remodel or whatever it is I was losing money, so I'd like to say with the cabinet business, like, can we make this person profitable in a week with no skill? Or how quick can we do it? Yeah. Um, basically, so I can hopefully go on vacation sometime and <laughs> and know that the business is running like a top. Yeah. it's. I, I think that doesn't come as a huge surprise to me, just knowing, like, your, your van uh, organization. I mean, I feel like I've seen you reorganize multiple vehicles over the course of the last couple of years. And you're always very methodical about it, super hyper organized. Um, and it sounds like you're talking to yourself, like I'm not organized enough, not even close yet. Yeah, I need to absolutely. go so much <laughs> And to me looking at it, who is like so disorganized, that is like my biggest weakness by far. Um, I look at your stuff and I'm like, oh my God, like that is the pinnacle of efficiency and organization. <laughs> So it's it's interesting to like hear that different perspective and like just really see how far you can go. And it sounds like that challenge is what you really love the most is like, okay, I love the trades. I love doing this stuff, installing the cabinets, but how far, like almost like a game, like how far can I take this efficiency? How much can I like take out the the guesswork and put processes in place so that this just basically installs itself? Um Right. You kind of I mean, see it like that? Like it's almost like a challenge to see how far you could take that side of it? I think it is. It's like a bit of an obsession. Yeah. And, you know, it's. It, I look at your business a similar way you look at mine. Like I think, wow, the fact that you're, you're installing similar deck boards on each project or you're selling uh, outdoor living for every project and you're, you know, putting in these type of techo block pavers and, and you... you your team is familiar with these products. That's something that, that I envy and I've always, always 
aspire to when when seeing the jobs you do because I'm like this is this is brilliant like they, they know exactly what they're doing they're, they their their muscles are exercised at using these products where for me it's like so where do these cabinets come from oh we never saw these before <laughs> of course we're doing this tile we've never seen before uh, you yeah. know there's there's nothing repetitive about it and so I'm I'm controlling what I can control yeah. to a high level and then everything in my world is chaos on the job site yeah I think that's like, especially with a remodel, you know, you're, there's so much unknown with ripping out drywall and ripping it down to the studs and just seeing what you have to work with where we're either working completely from scratch. It's a new home that doesn't have anything in the backyard or we're ripping everything out and we're completely starting from scratch. So, um, that is like one huge difference that would probably completely throw me for a loop, like going into a house, ripping something out. And then you kind of have to like reassess like, okay, is this what I expected that we were going right. to be dealing with? Or are we going to have like a huge challenge on our, on our hands here? So, yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think the organization you see, the stuff I talk about is always putting my best foot forward. I'm always showing like this new thing I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not talking about like, Hey, if you look at my tool belt, there's screws yeah. that have been there for years. Yeah. I don't know why I'm walking around with these, you know, that's like, not, everybody doesn't do that. <laughs> I thought that was like a necessary part of the process. Like, I haven't done an Ikea kitchen in here. I have these dowels in here. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I, um, I could, you know, label myself as I have ADHD, I have dyslexia, I have, I have learning disabilities, but I was fortunate enough to find all that out late in life because yeah. I wasn't getting tested, I wasn't in the school system, so I didn't really know that I struggled with things. I just did things my own way. And, and one thing is, is I really am not productive. It doesn't take much to throw me off my game. Yeah. And so I need... I need the space to be a certain way. I, like, like uh, an example I'll give you f to show you how my brain works versus my wife's brain is she, we were like moved into a new house and she put the wine glasses there. <laughs> and then I kept putting the water glass there. And she's like, but the wine glass goes there. Why do you keep? And I was like, well, then we should label that the wine glass goes there. <laughs> and then I'll know the wine glass goes there. And she's like, but why would you label it? You don't need to label it. Just put it in the right place. And I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, it needs to be like specified, idiot proof, whatever you want to call it. It needs to go easier into that space um, for me to put it back. Yeah. And being the business owner, it's very easy for employees of mine to like fall into my system because it has to be that rigorous for me to do it correctly. Yeah. And I see a lot of uh, people who don't struggle the way I do not taking those steps for their employees because their brain work the way my wife's does where she's like I put the garbage can here that's where it belongs why are you not putting the garbage can here yeah. and I say like well if there's no label who the hell knows where that garbage can goes yeah right yeah so I, it's 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 a blessing that I can do this but it's also because I struggle a lot if it's not that way I can't get anything done yeah it, something that that really stuck out to me that you just said was you said you have you know these these so-called issues like I have ADHD too, which I, I sometimes call my superpower because I feel like it makes my brain work in like a different way, which makes me really creative. And like, it also leads me to like be distracted so easily. Like the, an example, like anytime a plane or a helicopter goes by, I have to look up 
in the sky <laughs> until I see it. Every single time. Every time. No matter where we are, if I hear it, especially helicopters, if I hear a helicopter, and it's not like I'm obsessed with helicopters. I don't even know anything about helicopters. I just think that they're cool to look at when I see them. So a I helicopter. Mean, it's, it's flying. It's yeah. a fan in the it's air. It's really cool. So that's like kind of how my brain works. But I think it also like leads me to be a really creative thinker and just look at things different. And you said that you were very fortunate to not know about these things till later in life. So, you know, you almost like you were able to just not look at it like a, a downfall. It was kind of like, no, I just do this a little bit differently. And I mean, I wish that I was had to label things because we've just had everything kind of be a disorganized mess until somebody recently came on that organized our trailer because he kind of thinks like you do. Right. And all of our right. office stuff was sort of a mess until Catherine came along because she's super organized. So I wish that I had that um, that mentality where it had to be that way. But um, I just don't, you know. Yeah. And it's it's different. And I think I'm with you on the ADHD being a gift. Like, I can't imagine a brain that worked differently. Like, it's so it's such a such a hoot to come up with new ideas all the time. Yeah. And. It's, it's crippling in many ways to not be, the thing I struggle with is like, I know exactly what I should be doing yeah. all the time, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. And that like, like, why am I not working out every day? Yeah. And eating kale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what most people do. Most like, people just work out every day and eat only kale. Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't you doing that? <laughs> I'm worried about you. Honestly, it's a disability. <laughs> But I know so many things in my business that I'm like, oh, you should really keep track of this change order. And I'm like, ah, that's that's no fun. Yeah. I don't want to have that awkward conversation. Yeah. I'll put that off. Yeah. And it's so much easier putting stuff off. I mean, <laughs> it really is. Why don't people just do the easy thing and put the, the hard things off till later? I mean, it's just a good way to do things. Yeah. You know, but it's 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 good. I think I just always like to clarify when people are like, you're so organized. And I'm like. I'm I'm a mess, but I I'm very like bipolar in the way I live my life. So it's like my side of the bed's a mess, my side of the bed is ridiculously clean. Yeah, it's it's one or the other. Yeah. Um, and you're not seeing me talking about like this this like like <laughs> yeah. ju- jump into my Google Drive. What's it look like right now? It's it's a mess. <laughs> I feel like just I'm, having a Google I'm, Drive I'm, is I'm, a good thing. Like, right. We have a Google Drive, and I'm very proud of it. And it's a mess. Like it's a mess. There's no. We have a file with like finished pictures, uh, and like there's hundreds of pictures in there. No organization whatsoever. They're not named at all. They're all just like DJI six six four two six seven. It's like, and there's like six hundred pictures in there. You already then, have a copy of this. Would you like to delete this? No, no. We'll no, keep both. <laughs> When I first started, John was like, go find this job from, I was like, I didn't work on that job. I don't know the person's name. And all of the pictures are like DJI. I was like, I, we yeah. got to gotta do something about this. Yeah. Give me something. Or there's like, for some reason, there's so many pictures from like a six month period that were all named after one client, but none of the pictures are of that client's <laughs> job for some reason. I don't know how that happened, but it's very confusing. I'll but tell I can you, I'll tell you an amusing, amusing sidebar. <laughs> so when I was back in the, like the Napster LimeWire days, mm-hmm. I had, uh, you know, I was like curating my, <laughs> my, uh, my music library, music library. Right. And it was like when album artwork came out and I was like, Oh, I'm going to 
add album artwork so that when it's on my iPod, I can see it, right? And uh, I like accidentally <laughs> selected every every album <laughs> in the whole thing, you know, gigabytes of it, and changed it to a picture of the village people. <laughs> so like to this day, every picture <laughs> of any album is just the village. That's awesome. And, I, and my wife mistake. always like cracks up, but I'm like. <laughs> Like, oh, uh, that's what we call a day. beautiful mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how can you not be happy? Like, just seeing a picture. Like, obviously, you don't want to listen to just the village people, but if you can listen to something that you enjoy and then see a picture of the village people, it puts a smile on your face. It's yeah. Enjoyable. Yeah. I'm going to try that. I love that. You should. I love that idea. Um, yeah. I think, I think that's, I'm, I'm realizing that we're a lot more similar than I thought. I thought you were like kind of the complete opposite end of the spectrum with organization like just being so dialed in and and you are to an extent i think you're like you know you're being i enjoy it yeah. i think i enjoy it more than some people do definitely more than me <laughs> like so much but in my defense um whenever we need something like insanely random like do we have one of those like fittings for a thing that we never even installed before and it's one specialized screw that nobody else makes in the whole world. And it came with this hardware package from six years ago that we thought we were going to use on a job. I'm like, let me check the backseat of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always like that one thing that we need in the backseat of my truck, which is a complete mess. But it's, it's but, come but in it handy works. like so many times. I mean, like probably like five times. And it's been a it's been a nuisance <laughs> you know. every yeah. other day. See, <laughs> I can't do that. I'm like the person that like like. Zach, do you know where? I have no idea. If you can't find it, I can't find it. It's, it's I'm just going to go in there and look at, the, look at the labels. Did you look at the labels? If you can't find it, it's, I don't know. My previous employer, who I worked for for 10 years, was incredibly disorganized. Like his bidding process was he would go to a job, he'd tell the homeowner to get four bids, and he'd beat them. He never did a proposal. That was his system and still is today. And how's he doing? He's doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I don't know if he still does it that way, but that you know. So he doesn't have any bidding. He doesn't have any invoicing, um, and he didn't have like any sort of tool organization. So he never owned a miter saw stand. We're cutting on the ground, and he would have those <laughs> two like Stanley bins, you know, like the big oh, yeah. drag behind that all the tools went inside, and then we would put plywood on top. So we're always just rolling around with plywood, and then if you wanted <laughs> to get anything, you had to like. Get in there, <laughs> push the plywood up, and this is, you know, a low-roof van. Yeah. And then lift up the thing so you've got everything up, and then put your arm, and everything falls, crushes your arm. <laughs> and then it's in, like, you know, an injected molded case, and you're, like, trying to, like, <laughs> get it out. There's not enough room. And I felt like I did a presentation at JLC in Maryland where I met you. Yeah. And I, I sort of calculated, like, okay. How I remember many, that. You had your van there. Yeah. How many hours did I spend a week in in my boss's band looking for stuff <laughs> and wh what kind of money did that come out to in over the course of a year and it and it's a lot of money it's yeah. if it's five minutes a day which isn't a lot i yeah. probably spent 15 to 20 minutes many days in there and it, it and you're paying someone 25 dollars an hour which is low now yeah. for a lot of trades uh it's it's thousands of dollars yeah and and i i hate to see we're in this point where it's hard to get people into the trades. We're not paying them enough. We're not giving attractive enough uh, salaries and benefits. Yet we're we're pissing away time 
and money on yeah. on wasting uh, you know talented labor looking for stuff <laughs> or running to the lumber yard because we don't know how much stuff there is. Yeah, I'm I'm super organized, Zach, and I just recently cleaned out my whole shop and and organized everything. And when I was done, it was like 40 bottles of glue, 16 <laughs> bottles of caulking, you know, like hundreds of pounds of screws that that were just Somewhere, out of sight. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it's just it, when things are dialed in, I'm not going to the van every day. I'm not making those walks. And, that's, yeah. and those like little pennies add up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many times we've... Um, now our, our trailer's gotten to a point where it's actually pretty organized. We got a new guy on our team that's like, and he really keeps track of like, okay, we're running low on ledger locks. We're running low on uh, plug screws. And, and he keeps track of it and he'll be like, okay, do you want me to just pick that up on the way in tomorrow? But previous to that, so many times it was either, okay, I know it's in the trailer somewhere, but it's probably easier to just go to the store and buy, buy you know, more yeah. screws. Because I don't know where they are. Because if it isn't there... Then I just then it's an emergency out. trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean that's so relatable. Um, but what I want to kind of get into now, um, you kind of touched on it, was the importance to you of treating your employees right, and you know being able to give them a, a good job, a good career with benefits and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's something that's also really important to me, and. Um, what what kind of like led you to that? Because there's also a lot of people in the trades that run construction companies that are looking to do the opposite. They want to pay people as little as possible, right. get every little bit of labor out of them and just burn them up and chew them up and throw them out and find somebody else and have high turnover. So what, what led you to putting that as such a high priority? I think, I think maybe, I'll, I'll go with the superficial thing first to get it out of the way. Um, I'm a little bit conflict averse. So I believe if I, you know, pay people, right, if they have a, a job that that they they are fulfilled in and they're getting paid and compensated well, I I won't be cracking the whip so much that they'll want to come into work every day. Yeah. So that that is what it is. The other side of it is um, – I want to build a business with permanence, and I, it's a fact that every time you have turnover and you have to retrain, you're losing a substantial amount of money, right? So if I can avoid that, then, then that's financially better for me. Yeah. And, and then finally, we live in New Jersey. It's an expensive state, and our minimum wage is something like $15 an hour, we'll say, and it's probably tough to live in North Jersey, if you're making less than $35 an hour, and yeah. and then you want to add benefits and a car and forget about a mortgage yeah. into that, it's, it's not enough. And so uh, I just think there's, there's a lot of belly aching that goes on, especially post-COVID of business owners who I'm hearing are like, nobody wants to work anymore. You know, what, yeah. what's wrong with it? And it's... It's people want to work um, in a safe environment that they're they're you know valued and getting compensated um, you know in correlation to the way inflation has gone up. Yeah, and like we need to solve that problem. Yeah, because I, I feel like everything has become industrialized. We've you know we can get shoes cheaper, cars cheaper, 
how, like everything's cheap. Our expectation as consumers is things are cheap. Yeah. And then we come in as tradespeople, like from the Stone Age. Yeah. Every person's <laughs> making their own processes. And there's there's very little efficiency when you compare it to the efficiency that goes on in a factory. Yeah. And our prices are so drastically different that it's horrifying to people that they're going to spend, uh, you know, minimum $30,000 to renovate a bathroom when they can get a car that's going to drive 200,000 miles that has all this tech and kit inside of it for the same price. And the the money difference is really coming because we're showing up. Yeah. Um, we're not, you know, outsourcing it to a different country. We're not getting cheaper labor from a, a, a state where... Uh, the cost of living is less, and so I just feel like we we have to we have to figure out how to pay people enough because if we can offer more money, uh, or at least if I can offer more money and benefits, then it's never going to be hiring's never going to be an issue, and I can always pick the best yeah. people to work for me who are going to give me the less less anxiety to manage. Yeah, I think. Uh that's that's always been something that's been a high priority for me and and it it is true that you know you treat people well I'm probably a little conflict averse as well like I don't I want to get along with everybody right, yeah. and just have a good time and we just get stuff done so it is good for that that like you know you feel like you're treating them well there shouldn't be a reason to really argue um and also you know I don't want to be looking for somebody new all the time I want somebody to feel like hey I not only am treated really well here, compensated fairly, but also, you know, it's not like we're running them into the ground. It's like right. we want to have a good, hopefully a good balance um, for all of our employees. And it kind of reminds me of like, you know, the you're, you're talking about how everything is so industrialized and, and processes and that like goes back to Henry Ford, who was like the inventor of the production line. Right. And but his whole thing was he wanted to be able to pay his factory workers enough so that they could actually buy the product that they're making. So um, I think we have gone away from that so much. It's like, you know, we want people and it's it's all being kind of like, um, you know, done by robots and, and automated and everything. So it's like we're getting people in the factories that are just doing the least skilled amount possible and pay them as little as possible when you know that's we need to find a better way to like compensate people because otherwise there's just going to be so many people that you know are like draining the system right and unfortunately the only way i've found to pay people more is to get them to produce more yeah and if they're going to produce more they they need to be extremely effective. Yeah. So that's what that's what I'm dealing with. That's what I'm trying to figure out. How how effective can I make a person? Yeah. Because if I'm paying someone eighty thousand dollars a year and it costs me what I, I'm I'm just gonna make up a number eight grand to insure them uh, or health insurance probably would be even more. So say it's like ten grand a year to give them health insurance, not including a family member. Yeah, it's about that. They need to bring in probably 20 grand because yeah workman's comp is going to treat that benefit like compensation then we're in a work high workman's comp bracket so we're going to get hit even harder yeah so it's gonna we're gonna add uh 
you know, I don't know what, what you're in, but maybe 18%, 12 to 18%. 22%. 22% yeah. on top of all their income plus, <laughs> it's plus a lot. The, yeah. the benefit. Yep. Uh, that's, that's burdensome. Yeah. You, and if you want to create that kind of money as a carpenter, like you got to be solo put, building a deck every couple weeks alone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is, it is a lot. It's daunting to like, once you get a couple employees and we're like a really small company, it's five of us, including me. Um, but everybody gets a salary. Everybody has health benefits. And between that, the workman's comp and just the general liability insurance for a small company, that's $10,000 a week. It's $2,000 a day, you know? So like every time it rains, it's like, all right, well, there's $2,000. Out. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. oh, but that's, that's so amazing that you're doing that though. Cause I mean, you're, once again, you're at the place I want to get to. I don't, I don't, I, we might, I guess we make it seem like that on, on, uh, online or whatever. I mean, we have, we have tons of struggles that we're working through I'm sure and you do, but challenges and everything, but, but still, I mean, you, luckily we are able to provide benefits and thanks Zach. <laughs> <laughs> feels so good to hear. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's so important. And one thing that really helped me out initially, cause that was always something that people were like, you're paying guys when it's raining and like nobody's working. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm not looking at that cost as like if it rains, I'm not like, oh God, it's rained for an hour. That's that's five hundred dollars or whatever. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we can't eat tonight. <laughs> um, in fact, I'm looking at it as this is what it's going to cost for the entire year, and like you right, factor in, right. like it's going to rain some days. So, you know, if you look at it just at that one day, or like it rains three days in a week, you're like, oh God, there's six thousand dollars yeah, in rain yeah. this week. Um, you know, you factor it in over the entire course of the year and you factor it into what, you know, it's kind of like an overhead price. Those rain days are going to come and to keep people, you need to be able to compensate them and be able to pay them when it rains because they'll find a new job if they only get paid for two days that week because it rained. So it's important to like almost remove that like the, the immediacy of that rain day and how much it's going to cost you. You have to just look at it. Like I just look at it. Like it's about half a million dollars a year, salary, insurance, workman's comp, health insurance, all that stuff. So look at that number and like, you know, don't look at it on a day to day because it's going to be like, you're going to scream every right, time right. it rains. So yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I like it. Um, last thing I want to get into, cause we're probably close to our happy hour here. Right about 40 minutes. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh. We got plenty of time. It just feels oh. like an hour. It's <laughs> <laughs> like we've been Because like <laughs> we're talking about workman's comp. Yeah, we're that, all that like, got pretty deep. We're all like, like oh, yawn. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know. My wallet hurts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> all right. Um, what I want to get into now is you're doing a, is it a weekly segment with the Build Show? Yeah, I do a video a week. Okay. And uh, I'm sure, I mean, anybody that's listening to this probably knows what the Build Show is. That's like the OG YouTube construction thing. Yeah, it's definitely like where the building science, uh, it's a big, big influence in the building science community and yeah. the high quality building. And I, uh, I watched a lot of Matt Reisinger's videos sort of yeah. when I was doing more technical stuff and ripping off and getting information. So when he, he asked me if I would you know, do some stuff, I was like, heck yeah, I'd love yeah. to be affiliated. What, what, a, what an honor. Yeah. It's been fun because I get to shoot them in my garage right now. Yeah. It's easy. It's, it's 
it's, you know, it's and what cool. what uh what's like the subject matter for most of the video content that you're doing for them is it like a common theme is it around organization and you know stuff like that or it's all tool reviews right now. Okay. I'm branching out a little bit, but I sort of started with tool reviews because I was already doing that, and that's sort of uh, the position that they wanted to fill. Yeah. Um, but uh, probably be branching out to to do some segments on all the mistakes I've made, share. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, just regrets I've had, things things that typically fail. Like that's something that their audience is looking for. Yeah. And I think we all are a little bit interested in like how how things go bad yeah our, uh, i think our last episode two episodes ago was about <laughs> the biggest mistakes yeah. that we've made in business because <laughs> i think that's like one of my biggest pet peeves in social media and the trades and just like entrepreneurship in general like right now it's like everyone's pretending like they know everything and that everything is so smooth and like they have this cool sports car and it was like so easy. Right. Like, all you have to do is follow my system, buy my course. <laughs> buy my book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I did this in two weeks and yeah. it's like, that's just not the reality of it. Like running a business is really hard and it like, it might get a little bit easier. I don't know if it's necessarily gotten easier for me, but like, it's just different just challenges. Different struggles, yeah. Yeah, like the challenges just get different, and that's like something that I think is like really important to just be like authentic about sharing your mistakes, and you know, like people people look up to you on Instagram, like you know, they think that you have everything. Like I look at you, like he's got everything figured out organization wise. I'm such an idiot. Why can't I just be organized <laughs> like Jack? <laughs> but, yeah, and I, I and and I'm like, oh, I posted this thing, but I, you know, maybe I was a little. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm going to lose a customer. Like yeah. 90% of the people who follow me are contractors. Yep. But then the two clients who follow me, I'm like, oh, I don't want to show any weakness because they're only hiring me because I have all the answers and I'm a perfect. They hire me because I'm a perfect <laughs> being. <Yeah>. Me. <laughs> yeah. I think, it's, I think it's important when anybody that, you know, has like respect in the community to just like be real and say like, yeah, there's a lot of things that are really hard about this. And it's not going to be easy for you and you shouldn't expect it to be. And if you have a lot of challenges, that doesn't mean that you're like inherently a bad business owner. It's just part of it. And like, we all go through it. And I think it can be such like a lonely journey being a business owner. Like you feel so alone right. when you're not connected with like a, a community. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's been great about social media, connecting with people and, you know, having that sense of community. But if people don't have that and they just look at all these like highlights and everybody else that's so successful and everything's going perfect and they're going through like a rough time with their business, they can feel like just giving up when oh, yeah. I think the more that like you can just be real with, no, like we're making mistakes every single day, like probably five, 10 times a day. Yeah. Sometimes 20 or 30. Sometimes it's just nothing but mistakes. Back to back to back. I felt like that so much today because I had people coming up to me like, oh, hey, Zach, love your work. You've helped me out a lot. People giving me mostly positive feedback. And, you know, what are you up to? And I'm like, well, I have a two-year-old and I've got a four-month-old and my wife left a very successful career once we had children and she had health insurance. I had to double and then double again my income in the last two years, got the business to a very good point. And then I decided to make a hard left because I wasn't being present enough with my children because I was so stressed out with running the business. So I decided to walk away from that and give myself a month 
to really get everything dialed in. And here we are two and a half months in. It doesn't feel like it's dialed in. And so, uh, like, yeah. I do feel like a bit of a phony out there. I'm like, I don't know. I'm in a real shaky place here. Like, yeah. I'm, 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 I have more experience than I ever have, but I'm shaking in my boots more than I ever have. I think, I think that's like something that everybody can obviously relate to. And like, the more that I think the more that you like lean into that and just like be open with people about like, just, you know, that's like normal stuff that everybody goes through. Like I now have a one-year-old and it's like, I've had to reevaluate everything in my life with work-life balance. I used to just go to work all day, come home, edit videos till 12, one in the morning, wake up at, you know, five or six, work out, go to work, come home, edit videos. <laughs> like, and I just thought that was like a perfectly normal, healthy way to live. And then boom, I have an offspring that I have to take care of and like spend quality time with. And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe how much I was trying to take on. I need to reevaluate this. And it's something that like is hard to do. And it's it been a year and I'm still like, I don't know. I think it's maybe a little bit better. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of feeling like you're failing. You're not a president enough spouse. You're not a president enough father. You're not a yeah. president enough boss or business owner, or you saw so-and-so online and they're, <laughs> you know, they have 17 kids and their business just hit 20 million and yeah. they, uh, you know, are in Disney world for the 15th time this year. <laughs> and it's like, what am I doing wrong? I'm yeah. a piece of garbage <laughs> <laughs> and I have no free time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that's, it's really important to just talk about that. And I've always tried to be real with that, that like, I'm just figuring everything out as I go. And, uh, and I think that's, that's, it's cool. I think it, it, it means a lot for you to say that to, to people because you do have a lot of people that look up to you and, you know, just casually watch your stuff online and are like, he's so, he's got everything dialed in. He's got all these processes. I have a, you know, a, a tool crate in the back of my van and it's got plywood on top. <laughs> right. I almost broke my shoulder today. So I think like, you know, just kind of being real with that is going to be helpful to a lot of people. Um, so I think that's cool. Yeah. That you're well, open I, about that. Yeah. I gotta be, I, it feels, it feels very cathartic just to uh, complain about this because yeah. I, like just, I didn't know what I was feeling out there today, but it was definitely <laughs> like, oh, I'm having this conversation again where I talk about what, what am I doing? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Leave me alone. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you seem to have all the answers. What are you doing with your life? You want to see my bank account? There's my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I might look really cool in my bomber jacket and my skinny jeans, but I'm losing it. This is my son's jacket. I had to stretch it. <laughs> and I think like, I think everybody can feel like that, whether things like are going really good or really bad. Like it's just such a, like a roller coaster. Yeah. Everything is going so great, but then you have like two days where you're just like, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like everything's going wrong. And like, you know, it just, it just happens. And then sometimes yeah. things can like really be going sideways, but for whatever reason, you have a couple of really good days and you're just like, all right, we're getting it back on track. I feel like I take over the world. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. So like, I think that's like just totally normal. And it can be weird being in a place like this where, you know, you're meeting all these people that only know this like version of you that's online. And, um, 
you know, and depending on how much of their, your stuff that they see, they just like kind of create like a, a picture of who they think you are. And then, you know, here you are like, I don't know, I'm in this like transition period. I don't know, I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Leave me alone. It's, it's funny. I was thinking about that as well. Like the, the persona I put forward on, on social media, I, I swear less. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, less political. I'm a lot less political uh, <laughs> on social media because obviously you, uh, you're ostracizing people. It, it's tough to talk about uh, political stuff and, and like who cares what my political belief is if they're just trying to get a kitchen remodel, right? Yeah. But um, I made all these preconceived notions about people I met, say, from the Build Network, and I was going to meet them for the first time and go out for beers with them, and I was like, oh, these guys are coming from Texas. Uh, I'll be like the rough around the edges one, and they'll all be like a bunch of prudes. And it, <laughs> I showed up, and they were, uh, you know, they gave me uh, quite the run for my money. And I was yeah. like, well, I was way off with this. Yeah. Uh, and and it, there's a lot of, and, I, and I'm just wondering, like, should I really, maybe I should change the way I'm uh, showing myself. Like, I don't need to drop F-bombs every other set, sentence when I'm on social media. But maybe I should be a little bit more authentic because, like, yeah. I think it's something you can play That's around what it with. Is. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's can be kind of weird to like present this kind of like one version of yourself, and I think it's been cool for for me to because like the YouTube stuff has like its own like kind of um, kind of feel to it, where it's just like goofy and highly energetic, and I'm like you know speeding up, running out of a something and <laughs> using crash noises and like just a ridiculous amount of sound. I love sound effects. They're so good. Yeah, they're, Like the more sound effects you can put, the you better. Go wrong. There's no cap to that in my mind. Um, most people don't agree with me. Even the people uh, that watch yeah. the videos. I but. watched this, this guy on, um, for a while he's on, uh, uh like a cooking channel, but he had all these, you know, it is it called, the, um, is it like the guy that does the ferments? Fr yeah. Yes. The sound effects are so good, right? I know. Right? Yeah. It's always <laughs> like, whoosh, whoosh. I know. There's like so many of them, and like then his words will Brad something. I don't uh, know what. He's from Jersey City. Uh, it's freaking awesome. So good. Yeah. It's so good. I'll, I'll show you. It out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, the way that he edits stuff is just uh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't care about cooking at all. I'm glad you got the reference. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's alive. That's what it's called. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just about fermented, like, everything. Everything. Cooking with fermented stuff or yeah. something. I don't know. I just love the sound effects. They're so good. But, like, doing the podcast has allowed me to, like, you know, have this more, like, long format kind mm -hmm. of yeah. uh, platform where we can, like, really talk about, just be more, like, authentic and talk about various topics, which I think is cool. Um, so if I feel like I've been able to put more of myself out there and, like, more sides of myself not just this, like, you know, sound effect loving um, yeah. guy on YouTube that just puts a crash noise anytime. <laughs> like, <laughs> there could be any possible reason to put a crash noise, <laughs> and he's going to put one in. But um, no, I mean, yeah. I learned I learned a lot about you that I didn't know, and it's it's it takes a while for that. Like, even for me, like. You just delete the first 20 minutes of this podcast because I was all uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part we want to lean into. We're just going to cut the first 20 yeah, minutes and keep so playing it. Skip ahead. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think we now are getting up on our happy hour. Yeah. Um, like, should we mention that we we didn't have any drinks today? Because it was it was a usually we yeah. have a, a cocktail. Well, for the the night is young. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, maybe now we'll go have some cocktails. Yeah. 
Yeah. Should we keep recording? <laughs> how are we going to bring all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, how are we going to bring this? Well, if we could get on both sides of the table. We're we now, could carry it, yeah. We're now going up the escalator. <laughs> narrating for the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Make sir. Here, right? Excuse me. All right. <laughs> so, we, uh, it's, it's been a frantic. We had to get all the stuff set up. It's been a little frantic. So, we didn't have time to get the, the drinks, but it's a, yeah. the night is young. Um, yeah, what what do you want to closing remarks? What do you want to say to our audience? Um, what's the how about this? What's the legacy you want of Detmore Construction or whatever new business you? Uh, what do you want the legacy of it to be for the cabinet hanging company? What's that called? It's called Classic Cabinet Installers. Yeah, what I do think you want what are you what are you trying to build to leave behind? Such a vague question. Yeah, I, 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 I think what I'm working that. towards now is is if it's if if the world's slightly better, or not, you know, slightly better or not made substantially worse. So like like the campsite rule, like leave it better or the way you found it. That's that's <laughs> what I'm going for because just the amount of waste I produce in my in my business, the amount of garbage I produce, the amount of. Uh, good materials that go into landfills because we've, you know, dis- my career is is a lot of times ripping out perfectly good stuff and putting in new stuff that might just get ripped out. So that's sort of, I'd like to get my business to where I'm, uh, you know, hopefully figuring out a way to make up for some of that waste. So I made the world a worse place with the business I've created so i want to treat people well hopefully treat the world well <laughs> moving out. forward yeah. that at least maybe i can make up for it before i die <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of weight to have on your shoulders <laughs> you just walk around yeah. feeling like eh, i'm just filling the world up with trash from my business that's a lot to walk around with on your shoulders well i don't dwell on it too much <laughs> okay good but good. that's sort of my goal is like like try try and try and just try to be a nice, do what's right just if try you be a can. nice guy. Yeah. 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 That's it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish that like in so many scenarios I've said to to Catherine like whether we're like working on a contract with a client or like doing I'm just like why can't we just write in there like let's all agree to be cool. <laughs> I'll sign here like we're going to be chill about this. Yeah. But like it's got to when did it get to that point where it just had to be so legal? Well, it's a, sue, it's a suey or sue each other country we live in. Yeah. So I think I'll sue you. I'll sue you if you, <laughs> if you post this, if you share my voice. I'll sue you. <laughs> this is intimate. <laughs> Only my therapist knows I this didn't stuff. Know this How many people recorded? listen to this? <laughs> I didn't know that all this equipment was for recording. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I think a lot of people are going to get some really good insight from this uh, from this podcast. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I, I respect both of you and what you're doing, and uh, it was fun to be here. It was a nice surprise. Yeah. We'll do it again because we, we live in the same state. That's true. We'll I, gotta, I do have time. to see this van. Yeah. We can back my van up to yours, and we would have, like, a little wood shop connected to a podcast. That would be perfect because <laughs> perfect. we keep talking about getting a guest in the van, and we're like, where are they going to sit? <laughs> not really I can room. sit in my van. <laughs> <laughs> that would be per- That's exactly what we need. We so. can meet yeah. up somewhere in the middle. I don't know what's between us. But geographically, lots of you know, just stuff in Jersey. Yeah, like 
like Ikea and Elizabeth or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds perfect. Newark Airport. See you there next, next week. on the podcast. <laughs> Why are you looking at that airplane again? I can't help it. They're so interesting. It's really become a thing where, like... Like, <laughs> very when I started, they told me that that was a thing about Sean, and then it very much is a thing. Yeah, Catholic, and I like, downloaded an app. Van, yeah, I downloaded an app so I could be like, "Oh, this plane is going from Boston to Miami." Sean, isn't that interesting? And he doesn't I don't care, really care at about all. that. You kind of yeah. sound like you know, know, like the human with the laser pointer, where the guy like, "There it is, yeah. <laughs> there it is." <laughs> yeah, I, really I felt like it would like it would help him. Like, okay, that plane is. No. I don't really care it where it's going. No. I just want to look at it. Yeah. It's you know? pretty awesome. So, like, and especially <laughs> when we're in the van, like, we've built it out so, like, there's these little windows in front of each of us. So, like, yeah. I kind of have to, like, you know, like, <laughs> and she's, like, for, like, probably the first, like, month or two, like, every time I do that, she'd be, like, what are you doing? And then she'd be, like, oh, helicopter. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you see it? I can't see it. But it's, you know, I've really learned to uh, to love that about myself. I live very much in the moment when it comes to helicopters. That's awesome. Yeah. Not much with anything else, but with helicopters, I am locked into the present moment. Yeah. I think yeah. Deepak Chopra that. would be very proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I think, you know, we've, we've said enough. So uh, thanks yeah. so much for coming on yes, the podcast, Zach. And uh, till next time, this has been the Hardworking Happy Hour. See you next week. Clink. Let's go get some drinks. <laughs>